welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard, I'll be your host for Jingle, 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 Jingle. I know it's like, you know, it's probably <laughs> December, it could be December. Um, you know, it's really strange to see when I record, right, um, yeah. I'm essentially sitting on, like, one side of the table. But a guy who's used to sitting on both sides of the table is a gentleman by the name of uh, Giles Pound. He's in fact, he's got his own wonderful kind of, he does some wonderful reviews which concentrate around kind of single player games and also he does reviews of normal games and then looks at the kind of the single player variant. Um, As I say, his name's Giles Pound. It's from both sides of my table. And uh, good evening to you, sir. Good evening. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. I kind of no feel worries. I kind of feel honoured <laughs> because the amount of um, review stuff and things that you put out is constant. Basically, you've <laughs> always got something kind of on the on the go, which is kind of fantastic. So, thank you very very much for coming on. I should say hello to everybody who's out there. Um, I hope you have been. You've. Uh, you're on the, the nice list as opposed to potentially on the naughty list, but it doesn't matter because everybody gets presents, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, the reason that we do this is because there's quite simply not enough podcasts out there where I just talk to people. So that's why I keep making them. And the other reason that we do this is because um, I've been aware of Giles' work for some time and he's one of these guys, he's very... Um, He's he's just very consistent and very constant, and his stuff's very very interesting to read, and he's he's kind of it's it's very very entertaining and very thought out and insightful. So I thought, let him let's him let's get him on the show and have a chat with him and find out a little bit more, which is why we've got you on tonight. Basically, <laughs> yeah. um, very mediocre. You missed that one out. I I was gonna add that in, but yeah, uh, I do excel. Then, I do excel at <laughs> mediocre. Well, that's good because as I keep saying, everybody we kind of like we strive to be average anyway. So hopefully we'll kind of meet somewhere, meet somewhere in the middle of the table, yeah. you know, because uh, there's nothing wrong with being mid-table. It's fine. Mm. Um, but what we'd like to do, I guess, as we normally do, is we just like to find out a little bit about people's kind of history with a hobby. Uh-huh. So we want to we want to look at the, um, I guess we want to look at the kind of maybe the. The living room of the past before we right. look at the the kind of the kitchen, kitchen of the, of present, the future yeah. present and <laughs> and maybe the dining room of the future with its lovely geek and sun table um but do you want do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into the hobby in the first place um oh blimey initially mm-hmm. probably ten years old um my dad brought the first version of Escape from Cold It. So I think that's probably my first Ooh, proper okay. board game. Yeah. Um, which which has been redone fairly recently, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. Os- Osprey. Osprey yeah, games yeah. did it, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that and the uh, the real game of You Are or Er or however you want to pronounce it. Those right. two were the first two kind of proper board games when I was a teeny top. Uh-huh. And then uh, didn't do anything whatsoever until... Ooh... About the nineties, was it Decipher had they uh, the, the Star Wars um, collectible car game thing, and I uh-huh. kind of went down that avenue for a while, um, and then got into Magic: The Gathering. 
Really? Um, I wouldn't have had you pegged not, not, as a kind of a magic guy, to be honest. Well, I mean, at the time, I had no one to play with, so I used it at, um, at the school that I taught at. So mm-hmm. I used to run uh, magic clubs, uh, either right. lunchtime or, or after school. So you got kind of half dozen kids coming down playing. Uh, and that, that was kind of when I started getting into the board game lark. Right, okay. Um, but it, it really sort of very much on the sidelines. You know, there were huge amounts of very expensive games that I, I just didn't stand a chance of buying and um, didn't even consider kind of writing about them until uh, Gloom of Kill Forth hit the table from uh, oh, Tristan right. Hall. Yeah. And uh, that was the very, very first review, uh, just over 12 months ago, actually. Okay, um, okay. So let's, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's step back a bit. I mean, did you... Yeah. Did you have quite a reasonable collection then? I mean, were you a collector at the time mm. from the 90s onwards, or were you...? Oh, no, no, no. I had um, a fair amount of the Decipher Star Wars, uh-huh. and I had... Um, oh, God, I can't even think who did it. The, the really old uh, Lord of the Rings card game with the, yeah. the eye printed on the back. Um, I can't think who did that. I had that, and, and that was pretty much it, really. All right. Uh, and, and it really was probably the last five years that I, I started buying one or two games and, and it's only been the last 13, 14 months that it's really annoyed my wife considerably because the cupboards are full of the now <laughs> stacked up three high on top of the cupboards. Oh uh, my goodness. Yeah, so. But what, I mean, what made you, what kind of makes somebody, right? I mean, were you a member of like, is there like access to kind of like local clubs where you like where you are to play games? Um, <laughs> um, I think that's why I went down the solo route because I live in the middle of nowhere, um, right? Rural, rural Shropshire. All I right. think um, Telford is the closest games meet, um, which is kind of a, a good forty mile round trip for me, which didn't really seem much point. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, just just playing at home. Uh, originally with the family, but then the kids grew up and uh, number one daughter was 19 now and lives elsewhere. And mm-hmm. uh, number two daughter's now she's 15 or going on 15 and it's just makeup and boys and they, they lost the will to uh, to play games. <laughs> so sit down uh, with you. <laughs> so fortunately, nearly all of the games that I had had got some form of solo variant uh, or were just purely solo games. So. That's okay. what it That's the background, really. So you kind of decided yeah. to go. Did you then actively, were you actively kind of seeking out kind of games that you could play solo? I mean, was that one of the main things when you're looking online? Or was it one of the things that, um, I mean, when you first start, I mean, I know you said you just started kind of writing about 12 months ago. Yeah. But when you were doing the, the collecting, was that an important thing when you were trying to yeah, select games to play? I would get things that I thought the family would like to play, but uh, having a um, some kind of solo option was was you know one of the main criteria because if they're not available, you know I want to be playing a game. Mm-hmm. So I think pretty much everything now, certainly the last three years that I've bought, they've all got some form of solo variant. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a couple that haven't, but uh, there's always solo players on. Uh, Board game geek that come up with, you know, quite fantastic uh, solo variants. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, um, have you played any of um, 
Jamie Stegmaier stuff like Scythe and Viticulture yeah, and um, things like that. I had a printed play of Scythe and, and quite enjoyed that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I backed the, um, the, the, the Viticulture Tuscany fancy collector set and I managed to back that. Um, so that had all the, the fantastic expansions and, you know, you can milk cows and make cheese and mm-hmm. tomato ketchup and all sorts of nonsense. So, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of really set me on the, uh, on the path for looking at solos with, with, because that was kind of the, the forerunner of the, all the automas, you know, card driven mm-hmm. AI kind of mechanics. So, and it looked fantastic yeah, yeah. on the table as well. Yeah. 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 Have you not, um, cause the one thing that, um, Katie Adley, Kind of talks about a lot is the the kind of the war games like the the coin games <clears> and things like that. There's a there's usually a way you can play kind of a lot of them kind of soul. Is that is that something you've ever ventured down as well, or was yeah. it just not your bag? Yeah, 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 definitely. I've got um, uh, oh god, my brain's absolutely terrible these days. Uh, Liberty or death, or did have it, but uh, Tristan's borrowed it. So I did have Trist- Trist- that copy. Tristan's got it. I want mm-hmm. it back now, Tristan, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they have they have some really complicated but really effective uh, flowchart spreadsheet kind of. Um, I don't even know what you would call them. Big big diagrams that you follow to to operate the opponents. Are, you know, you, you can be playing against three AIs with that. So that, that's quite yeah. cool. Um, Labyrinth Awakening as well. Similar kind of idea, but it's basically you against, um, the, the jihadists or you play that side against the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're really good. And, uh, I'm hoping, um, just on that same line that, um, Laurie Phillips did the, uh, Queen Tribes Revolt. It's like a yeah. little nine card. Uh, which I think's been picked up by somebody fairly recently, but he, he's certainly working on making that a true um, coin solo by coming up with some bots. Because at the moment it's kind of the the regular four player game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I like. I mean, they melt your brain, but if there's just you on the table, it isn't so bad because you know you can spend half an hour figuring out <laughs> one of the AI's moves. Go away, have a bite to eat, come back. And, do the rest of the moves, so yeah. Is it something that you um is it something that you plan out kind of time for? Do you have like a like a kind of a game night or a night that you know um your partner knows to kind of stay away from you and kind of leave you alone at the kind of the table to get on for it, or is it just kind of whenever you've kind of you can find kind of free time? Every night's game night. Really? Um, we have we have like like a, a visitors room or a guest room I suppose you could call it which has a big workbench yeah. with a printer and all, all the all the day to day crap. Uh, but half of that is my gaming table, but it actually right. folds down into a double bed, leaving the gaming table as it is. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, you know, I, I can have a I don't know maybe I'm playing Village Attacks or Perdition's Mouth, you know, quite lengthy games. Uh-huh. Leave those set up with all the minis and everything else. Uh, people want to come you drop the table down and the whole game's still there for whenever i get a chance to play it again so all oh, right okay okay the only drawback to leaving any game out is cats <laughs> we have we I have four of the I... little furry buggers and, and <laughs> 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 yeah sofas galore we've got hundreds of sofas and thousands yeah. of beds in the house we can't move for beds and sofas no yeah. they want to lie on a bloody game board well, of course yeah. they do it's, it's every yeah. cat's kind of um, hereditary <laughs> right 
to sleep on the most awkward thing that is going to cause people the most awkward grief. I mean, you, you're yeah, bound to yeah. know that, Giles. I mean, that's just the, <laughs> that's just the way that it is, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I'm, there is a little bit of sympathy here, but there's not an awful <laughs> lot of sympathy here, especially if you've, you know, it's not like they just turned up one day at your door and you let them in. You know, you've obviously made a conscious well, decision to have them. <laughs> so um, parts of the family made a conscious decision, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wasn't I mean, necessarily party to that decision making. Well, you know, but you, you have to just <laughs> nod and nod and play along. Yeah. As yes, it is. yes, yes, we can have a cat. So I, I don't mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I mean, what's kind of been, I guess kind of making you smile at the moment. You mentioned Village, you know, mentioned Village Attacks. I mean, is there, yes. is there, is there any games that are kind of, you're really kind of enjoying kind of playing just, recently? Just at the moment, um, yeah, I'm playing uh, 1066 just arrived uh, the other week. Is that Tears for Many Mothers? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's the one, yeah. Uh, absolutely brilliant, really enjoying that one. Came mm-hmm. with the, uh, the fantastic uh, rubbery playmat. That was fantastic. Put that on the table. There we go. Fantastic. Um, Rudetsky, um, I picked that up at Essen. That's quite mm-hmm. an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, Donning the Purple and um, Dwarves Winter, surprisingly. Very, very simple, but uh, really? su- such a pub- uh, puzzle-solving thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's very cartoony and it looks like it's a, a, a total kids game, but it's actually really, uh, really entertaining as a solo game. Oh, awesome! How did you get on with? Surprised me. Yeah. How did you get on with Dawn in the Purple? Um, well, I uh, joined the campaign. I was kind of not playtesting because it had already been mm-hmm. all of that was done. But I, I had a print and play copy to try out, and then I wrote a, a bit of a review on that. And yeah, I actually like the solo variant. Um, I know the the multiplayer is is kind of a a three player asymmetric yeah. kind of thing, but uh, yeah. the, the solo game I quite enjoyed. Um, Still a kind of a puzzle, you know, where, where do I put my chaps to stop the invading mm-hmm. whoever's and, and, you know, the, but, it, you know, it, it works really well. I um, I did hear one or two people say, well, it's not so engaging, but well, I, I totally disagree. Like okay. every politician can. Yeah, talking out of their bottoms. <laughs> uh, no, it, it is. It, it, it's quite entertaining. Um, there's a lot to do and it is, it's a pig to try and win because... The, the the onslaught of enemy, you know, you've only got a limited amount of units to use against that, and you, you, you're meddling with the Senate as well. You've got to try and keep on top of the Senate. I think there's about three different ways that you can actually get nailed into the ground. So you fight in all corners if you can have three corners of a, a square. I don't know. Maybe it's a triangle. We're stuck inside. How? I mean, how how do you go from? I mean, you've 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 collect, started collecting your games. You said right, yeah. And then about fourteen, probably about fourteen to twelve months ago, yeah. There was a decision that you made to say, actually, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start writing about these things. I mean, was it was it because there wasn't enough? Because I remember seeing you kind of kind of pop up, and the first thing that I thought <clears> was, well, there's somebody that's writing about solo games. Mm. And second, the second thing that I thought was, I don't remember seeing that many people writing about kind of solo games or solo variants of games. So was that? I mean, what was your kind of your motivation to actually, you know, pick up the 
pick up the yeah. keyboard and start typing away? I don't really know. I know that I wanted to try it out to see how it how it went um, mm-hmm. when I got uh, Gloomy Kill Force, mainly because I was really excited about that game. And it was one that primarily was a solo game. Um, so I thought I'd write about the experience of that. Uh, and that kind of led on to one or two other games that I, I'd gone silly back in all sorts of nonsense on Kickstarter, and then quite a few had turned up in, in that period of time. So I thought, well, let's write about these and, and see how it goes. Um, it wasn't necessarily a conscious decision, oh, there's nobody writing about solo. I think it's purely yeah. that those were the games I had. And I, I was quite interested in how they played in comparison to the multi, multiplayer variant. You know, were soloists getting the same experience out of the game, or was somebody just pasting on a, a, a rather pithy beat your own score thing right at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, it kind of went that way. You know, I'll, I'll write that, I'll write the next one. It, it sort of gathered momentum, and uh, there are actually quite a lot. I, I discovered w- once I started, there were quite a lot of people writing. Uh, about solo games, uh, more than I realised, you know. But it, it's kind of one of those things that doesn't necessarily pop up straight away. You know, there's a lot of the, particularly the big American reviewers, tend to just look at Cult of the New, and you, you, you don't really, you don't get that um, solo perspective so often. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's what we did, as I say. We, I, mean, I mean, I know we joke about kind of like, the reason that we do this is because there's not enough podcasts out there about yeah. board games. But I think at the beginning, I think we you, you kind of checked out at the beginning, and I was kind of like, "Oh, the, the, I know I've shut up and sit down, for instance. Yeah. I know of the Dice Tower Network. I know of maybe a couple of others, and but they all seem to be kind of specialised in folk like shut up and sit down. You're like, well, I'm going to launch a podcast because. But we're we're never ever going to be kind of anywhere near kind of sitting in the same room as those guys. So it doesn't matter yeah, if we yeah. kind of we kind of have you know we can have one. And then as you're right, you kind of over the over <laughs> very very quickly, yeah. you do realise that like there is an entire kind of well the, for us there's this, an entire section in iTunes which all seem to be about <laughs> the hobby and seem to be yeah. totally full about kind of like twenty million people who were all doing the kind of kind of the various various kind of different podcasts was yeah. it, I mean is there a different is there a, I mean I take it there is a like a different approach when it comes to sitting down and writing do you have like a, a kind of a a set plan or a schedule you follow for for when you're writing the games because I'm guessing that um, writing about a solo variant of a game or reviewing a game yourself is a, potentially a completely different experience from from um, from playing it with other people, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, you obviously miss all the banter that you would normally get thrown across the table at mm-hmm. the players. Um, although I do, I, I quite often end up arguing with myself. You know, mm-hmm. And I always talk out aloud anyway, too. Um, I don't know. I, I've got kind of a, a, a template that I've... I'm quite happy with the, the parts that I cover of a game, but everything yeah. that I write about, it's kind of a very time-consuming thing for me. Is that you know I've got to, I've got to play it and play it, so I'm really inside the game. Uh, yeah, it, 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 
I mean, I'll keep doing that, and, and that, that's the way that I, I work it. But it does frustrate me sometimes when you see even some of the bigger names out there doing things that it looks like, well, maybe they've played it once or they've perhaps only just read through the rule book and then wrote, well, this is how it plays. I like this bit. I don't like that bit. And mm-hmm. it, for me, that that's not fulfilling enough. I mean, I don't write about how to play the game because there's so many people doing the the playthrough videos or the the rules videos and there's enough people writing about how to play something so mine tend to be more about the experience i mean it still mentions mechanics and and bits and pieces that i like but i kind of i try and focus more about how it's how it feels to play for a soloist Um, yeah and is it a different do you think you're writing in a different kind of way? Because t- okay, how to put this? It's like if I am, um, if I was writing about say um, Dinosaur Island, yeah, yes. Then if I wrote it from about the time that I say played it with at the, the games club, yeah, it would get a completely slightly different write up from the time I was maybe playing it with my kids, like two or three times when we did that, yeah. Um, because of the experience that we had and because of certain opinions that people kind of were vocal about at the time about the game. Um, have you... So I, I guess it's like a kind of a different experience. Have you ever... Do you read other people's reviews? I mean, do you... Because I guess you're kind of like you're writing for yourself and you're forming... Yeah. You're obviously crystallising your own opinion. Do you have you ever been in the situation where you've kind of completely loved the game and you've noticed that other people have just really not gone with it, or kind of vice versa? Because you're kind of, I guess, you're kind of, you you're kind of concentrating on your own experiences. Yeah, I mean, there's that gamble every time, isn't there? It, it's very uh, subjective when you write about a game, because you know one person will love something much more than somebody else, uh, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I mean, I do read other people's reviews, not necessarily. I mean, I don't read somebody's review of the game I'm reviewing yeah. uh, necessarily. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be influenced, and I, I don't, and I don't go down that avenue. Yeah, um, yeah. I think one of the things, I, partly because I am a nobody, um, a lot of the games are either small or, or much less known. Um, but I quite like looking at trying to find new things, you know, stuff that isn't really, uh, I'll use that phrase again, cult of the new. You know, everybody's raving at the moment about, I don't know, um, was it Roots or something that was round about yeah. this in time? And, and, and like everybody's saying, oh, look what I've got to the table. I think, well, okay, yeah, brilliant. And I quite like looking at games that are really good, but aren't getting the, um, the the kind of the, the social media attention that they probably deserve. Saying that uh, I'm a nobody, which generally is because I've only been doing it 12 months. Um, but what blew my mind um, at uh, UK Games Expo in uh, in June was that um, Timo came from uh, um, uh, Dragon Dawn and actually dragged me, I was chatting to somebody else, and dragged me away and says, oh, come and look at this. And I, mean, I, had, I had no idea who he was at the time until I sat down, and it was Perdition's Mouth. And, and <laughs> he'd been he'd been following the the website and says, oh, will you re- re- review this for me? Um, so, uh, you know, he went through how to play it and then gave me a, a sort of an X demo copy to, to go away and have a review of. 
Yeah. And uh, he says, well, later on when Darwin in comes out, will you review that as well? So I met him again at Essen and uh, we <laughs> ended up going for pizza, which is quite cool. <laughs> and they, they can they can drink some. That's, that's quite impressive. <laughs> but I, I guess you don't know who is kind of reading your words because you can't, no, you can't, you can't get clue. people to kind of go through the guest book. You know, I'm constantly surprised where, I mean, we was surprised today where we released an episode and, and somebody had some really, really nice words to say to us about it. And I was kind of yeah. like, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't even know, <laughs> I didn't even know this person. I've never, ever interacted with this person. And yeah. I'm kind of turning around and saying, actually, I, I keep an eye on you and what you're kind of up to is, is kind of like one, one of the most kind of, uh, kind of wonderful things that can, that can kind of happen. It can certainly kind of, Make your day, make your day kind of smile. So when you're basically, if 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 I'm giving you like a game, yeah. a game to review, are you like just you you try to keep yourself away from other forms of media so that doesn't water down your own opinion? So you're basically you go into essentially you're going into like you know four or five. I mean, do you play it until you're satisfied of your opinion, <clears throat> or do you? Say well, yeah, I'm going to yeah. play it like four times, or it, it, it depends on the size of the game. Um, mm-hmm. Big ones like Perdition's Mouth. I think I only managed. Um, I think I did about either three or four. It's like a campaign thing, so I got through three or four of the the campaigns. I thought, well, I'm, I'm familiar enough now with how the mechanics work, how the game feels. You know, obviously the the the, the future campaign parts is just exciting things for me to discover but um smaller games that you know that don't take quite as long i can play uh at the minute i'm doing um Dicium, and that's kind of four games in one but you know while i was waiting for for this session to start i'd played about six games of of one of the they've got like a civilization mm-hmm. version so you know i mean I, the smaller games i can be playing 10 games or so uh and a lot of the time, it's like, oh, I really like this. So I just carry on playing it um, beyond what I would need to do to write. But I suppose, you know, once it's in in your blood, you then, I don't know, you, you can write a more accurate representation of, of, of how the game really plays. Have you, um, do you think, do you think there's an overall, uh, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to, obviously, you can say shut up and we'll move on. <laughs> Do you okay. think there's an overall kind of sense of being positive about every single thing that comes out? I mean, is mm-hmm. it? Do you think there's a kind of a push, or there, I never ever see, I never ever see overly negative criticism about yeah. a game. And I know what you're saying. I have had similar discussions with other people. I know when I first started, all the games were ones that I owned and. I'm kind of, I'm quite critical of, of things, so I only buy games that I know are going to be a fit. You know, sometimes it's just a gut feeling, I know that's going to work. So all the games that I had, I knew were good ones, so they couldn't not be a positive review. Although, yeah, you know, yeah. certain, certain aspects you can pick up. Um, but surprisingly, every game that somebody's given me to review, they've actually have not come across any that have been dire. Um, so at the moment, I've not really got got any negative reviews on my site, just yeah. purely for the fact that I've actually enjoyed everything that I've got so far. 
Um, I've actually been given one or two that I thought, particularly um, prototypes for pre-Kickstarter, I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to like this one. And then I've got into it and thought, oh, bloody hell. This is actually uh-huh. uh, it's a, it's a tasty morsel, this one. So, <laughs> yeah. What ones, what ones recently have you kind of enjoyed from the, the kind of the Kickstarter crowd? Um, a, 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 quite an interesting take on uh, dungeon questing, crawling kind of thing. It was a pub quest, Tin Hat Games. Yeah. <laughs> um, he sent, sent me across the, uh, I've forgotten his name now, the Italian chap, sent me across the, the files to have a glance. I printed those out and uh, mm-hmm. wrote a review. And that, that was quite entertaining. Um, surprised me. I know having a kind of a, a nicey, nicey cartoon, illustrative dog uh, dungeoneering kind of theme. Uh, but it, the actual gameplay was more than the visuals led you to believe. So that was quite entertaining. And, uh, oh, got to say Romans from the Ragnar Brothers. I was um, right early on sent a, a copy to semi-play test and, and such. That one was a, a good one that's just recently funded, I think. Are they, is that not their last one? Have they not kind of hung up yeah, their spurs and said yeah, that was yeah, the last they, one they, that they, we're this, doing? This is the one that, yeah, this is all they're going to do. Um, we're hanging the jackets up, end of story. Which is a shame because um, things like uh, Darien Apocalypse and Ninja and Pinto, fantastic games. Um, oh. This kind of quantum world uh, concept works really well. I've enjoyed those um, Mm-hmm. But it's a shame. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you can understand the the costs of going to various shows to promote, and and you know sometimes when you just haven't got that giant media presence, it becomes a I don't know, it becomes a bit of a turmoil trying to get your game out there to people and still make a few quid out of it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you did um you did a review on well a preview on um, Masters of Ketdown. Which was the the dice? Oh the yeah, di- the yeah. Field uh, John's uh, Earth to Game, Earth to Games. Yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. That game. Sadly, I had to move it on to the next reviewer. Yeah. Otherwise, I've, I've kept hold of that one. But uh, yeah, that 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 something completely different. Um, and I know talking. I've, I've met John a few times, and actually, when I was on holiday down in Cornwall, we we met up for a, a chat about some of the games. And I know there's. Huge plans for this world around Get Town, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including things that may go in a slow direction. So it's it's interesting to keep an eye on that. Do you get to? I mean, on something like that, did you give? Were you able to give John ideas in terms of what would work for kind of like a solo variant of a game? Um, on this particular one, we, we've chatted about various things. Um, mm-hmm. Not not so much because I think John's got quite a clear idea of where things are going. Mm-hmm. It has other projects which we've talked at length about, so I've been able to help there. Um, other other Kickstarters, I've, I've actually been able to help out. In fact, um, Caper Games uh, did Ver- Vertium not so long mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Then, uh, actually, I was I'm, I merely asked a question right early on in the project, and then I, I was asked question after question, and, and got to a point where you know I was actually helping mould the solo variant of that, which was quite quite a nice uh, quite a nice thing to do. I'm not a designer at all, but it, it's, you know, from having played so many different solo variants, you, you know things that can 
you know, slot in. So it's, yeah. yeah, but I suppose on the other thing, if you've been covering games, and I suppose purely by kind of reviewing the games as much as you do and getting the playthroughs yeah. done you'll get a pretty good idea of what potentially could work and what potentially isn't yeah, going to kind yeah. of work as a solo variant, I can guess, which is, you know, it's a kind of a cool a cool kind of situation to be in. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you... Do you... Are you surprised by... I mean, obviously, when you're doing the Kickstarter stuff, are you surprised when you see ones that you think, oh, these are fantastic, but they just end up not kind of going anywhere or gaining the momentum? All the ones that I've been sent mm-hmm. to do a kind of preview, they've actually funded. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apart from uh, Dwarven Traders, which I think was was stopped, but um, w- there is some work being redone to that one, so that may show yeah, its head yeah. again. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there are some, I mean, like um, uh, Unbroken, Artem actually sent yeah. an email last he asked me if I'd like to, because he'd seen my website and asked if I'd like to try out a, a kind of a prototype. Yeah. And so I, I wrote about that. Um, and that one went absolutely into the billi- billions and trillions. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that was so, kind of like the, the kind of the summer hit of 2018. I think it was, I think it was about me, June and he was on the show and I, you know, I had, I must admit, when he came on the show, um, we had a conversation, and he was like, well, "What are you doing?" He says, "Well, I've got to work. I've, I'm finishing work, and I'm going to hang around in the office to have a have a chat." So we right. did that, and I didn't know, kind of, I wasn't aware of any because he was, in terms of see the media stuff and and his actual, the kind of the noise around the campaign, I really yeah. hadn't heard an awful lot at all so we had a really really nice chat and then he went his way and I went his way I went my way I edited up the interview and kind of put it out there and then um, he says I says well I'll tell you what I'll um, I'll stick a I'll chuck a buck at it just to keep an eye on it because you, you know obviously mm. to do that and just see kind of what's doing so I did that and then um, as I normally do when like a throw you know throw a pound or something I'll yeah. go back in and check how the progress of the campaign was and I think I think it was just I think he just I think he was a couple of days away from launching when we kind of when we kind of first when we spoke he was he was about to press the button he didn't know what was going to be happening yeah and then when I went and checked on Kickstarter the green bar was full <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of like um, <clears throat> What's going on here? And next thing I know is kind of like, it's just, I think he, he ended up doing something ridiculous. Like it was well over, I think it was close to $200,000 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he ended up having to invent kind of like basically an entire new game <laughs> in order to kind of, in order to kind of, um, in order to kind of keep the, keep the kind of the, the stretch goals going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, are there games that you won't do? I mean, are there games that people have kind of approached? Do, do you okay? Do you get? Do you find that? Do you find that you get people kind of contacting you who haven't clearly <laughs> haven't kind of read anything about the site and are saying, "Hello, it's a three to seven player game," and you know, you're just I, like, I actually right. don't. <laughs> I don't get many people <laughs> offering games. To be fair, um, really, it, it's usually. Um, Previews for Kickstarters, people will get in touch yeah, with. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the, the, the physical, you know, the proper 
factory made games. Um, it's usually from when I've gone to conventions. Uh, and I, I don't go saying, "Oh, give me a game to review. I want to review." I've usually just gone, yeah, said what I do, and and asked about solar variants of such and such a game, and then. People say, "Oh, would you, would you like to try one?" I said, "Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say no if somebody offers one to try." Uh, yeah, but I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable going up to people and say, "Well, I review games, give me one." Um, that that seems rather pointless, you know. If somebody would like me to do it, then I'm perfectly happy to do it. But I, I, I don't, I never feel comfortable touting for business. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and on that, I've actually came back from Essen with two games that are not. Uh, solo to review, which is not my norm. <laughs> but mm. it's just, I, I just, I like, I, I do have a very small section. That's where, um, Masters of Getan was reviewed. There's a small mm. section on, on, right at the bottom of the site that looks at various games that really appeal to me that are usually sort of maybe two or three player. Mm-hmm. And then I have to rope in the, the kids and, uh, get Mrs. P involved as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, she I likes mean, word games, but but it, it's a torture yeah. to try and teach her new things. <laughs> <laughs> is it a um, case that this is now just something that you do as in an accepted kind of part in the house that you know, like, oh, there, look, go oh, there goes your there goes your father going up to his table, kind of thing. Yeah, he's a he's a way to kind of write something and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, do you as kind of like you are getting kind of a little bit well known? Yeah, does. I mean, Nonsense, you find it. Well <laughs> I think. See, this is the thing. But then I say that I don't think we're anywhere. But then out of the random blue, I'll get somebody contacting me. I'll go. I'll be going what kind of thing, you know? And I'll be going. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was. I think I was speaking to the about to my friend Jake about this on the episode. Is I kind of want to be the guy that's recognised, but also if somebody recognised me, the first thing I'd be like turning around to them and saying, "You sure you got the right guy?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you sure you don't. Yeah. You sure you don't mean the guys that are saying we're definitely wizards. dot com yeah. instead. Maybe it's like those guys kind of instead. So yeah. it's kind of like a weird thing to be, to kind of be recognised. But you definitely kind of got your place. I mean, one thing I have noticed in a lot of Kickstarters now is the, the solo variant seems to be almost like a norm, if yeah, not kind of it, like it, a standard. It, 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 it's 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 almost um, a victim of its own success, really, isn't it? That kind of thing that. Backers go in and start shouting. The thing is, if, if it's if a game's good for solo, then fine, make make a variant. But so many people are saying, "I want a solo variant for this game. It should have one." Blah blah blah. And almost the designers are almost compelled to come up with something. And it's a shame that you get mm-hmm. really pithy, uh, beat your own score kind of things laid on the top just to pacify these people, rather than turn around and say, "Well." This game really wouldn't work. It wouldn't be entertaining as a solo. It's just going to stay multiplayer. I mean, there are one or two exceptions that Nigel from yeah. uh, One Free Elephant with, was it Carcosa had, it was that kind of a Carcassonne tile lane kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, and, Nigel's uh, been on the show a couple of times. He, yeah, yeah. He got really badgered to do a solo for that and he went away during the campaign and actually rewrote a completely separate solo variant which uses the same mechanics but plays a little differently Uh, but I actually think that that is the stronger of the two games so you know sometimes it really does work if a a design is prepared to go away and put in the 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 time and effort you know the rewards are absolutely fantastic but 
again, some people just say, oh, well, you know. Um, would you like, I mean, if, would you like to go into the kind of the, the guidance and consultancy kind of bit, you know, if, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, if, 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 in you know, this, if I, a company, I know two things about everything. That's nothing and bugger all. So uh, it would sure be quite. I'm sure that's not true at all. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's, uh, that's, you've got, you've forgotten out as well. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, in, in all seriousness, I mean, if, if you know, if somebody was listening along tonight, because we do get a lot of, I mean, as you yeah. know, I mean, our primary kind of, I guess our primary kind of uh, choice of cannon fodder to have people on yeah. for, to have a chat with us is usually yeah. Kickstarter people. And it, obviously, um, a lot of those people kind of listen to the show um, yeah. before they actually contact us and say, um, uh, can I come on, but can you really really promised that you're going to not try and be funny with me. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if somebody wanted, if somebody did say, kind of, were interested in, like, a solo variant, would you yeah. be the guy that they would welcomely, kind of, they could contact you and, and talk to you about it? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, de- definitely always interested in any aspect of, of making any game accessible to a single player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, I welcome you know people email and I'm, I'm quite happy to get involved in that kind of thing. Um, I don't know whether I, I suit the uh, the umbrella title of consultant, but uh, certainly happy to um, give my uh, g- give my ideas and suggestions. Um, I mean, I've yeah. done it a few times on on a few Kickstarters already, but that's yeah. kind of purely by chance. So you know, people haven't actually come up and said, right, we want your your perspective on this kind of thing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, if, if somebody wants to uh, to do that, I'm more than happy to. Yeah. Is there somewhere, either sitting behind you or sitting near that table that you play the games, is yes. there like an A four A four folder that's got your game designs in? <laughs> I had. Two game design ideas, and then okay. I discovered discovered one. And this is going back a short while. Discovered one seemed very similar to something else that was out there. I mean, it was yeah. purely by chance that I came across it. Um, yeah. The other one, I thought, well, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, it was one of these can't get to sleep at night things, and you know, ideas are buzzing about, and failed to put pen to paper. So I haven't a clue what it is now. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that one night when I'm laid awake, I'll actually uh, it'll all come back to me. But I can't even think. You know, was it a fantasy? Was it a sci-fi? I've no, <laughs> I don't even know what the theme was. Um, yeah, I, I should write things down. Is there? I mean, is there games out there? I mean, is there a game out there that you would like to see a kind of a solo variant? Solo variant for you know, you know, it actually <coughs> probably never happened because it's technically really difficult to do, but is there any kind of game that you would love to see if somebody says, I would just done a solo variant for this for you? I would like to see a challenging racing game, whether it be horses or whether it be cars or um, Moulin Rouge or whatever it's called, the bike game, yeah. or something like that, that that has some way of, of, of uh, controlling the AI of all of your opponents. Because I think that, uh, is it Rally Man or something along those lines? Yeah, it's just... Yeah. They have a solo which has some nice ideas that you're penalised for using certain gears. If you go too fast, you're penalised time-wise. But mm-hmm. it's still it's still in like a time trial. It's you doing time trials. It's sort of the 
the Friday and Saturday of, of Formula One, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Something like that to have a, a, a driven AI so that you're competing against all these other cars. That's something that isn't there at the moment, certainly to my knowledge, that I think would be quite entertaining. How would you do that? No idea. <laughs> I know how you. Well, I think. Okay, let's let's okay let's let's do. It's let's yeah. do. We're not wizards, crazy. Make yeah. a game in okay, five okay. minutes, kind of game, right? Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. Here we go. So the I've seen this before in a similar mechanic, but the speed of the cars is is based around almost like a worker placement kind of yeah. situation. Yeah. So what you have is the speed of the cars is based around you placing your pit crew person in the right gap and then everybody right. else plays their player in the right gap. But with the automata, what happens is it just it, it basically uh, changes roles. It all switches around. Right. So if you've got like four players, then you get the choice the first time. But then the next, the, the first play, the, the automata gets the choice the next time, and they have like a deciding card to say, well, given a choice, they will always go for that speed. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of play that for the kind of the speed, and then when it comes yeah. to the cor- cornering, there's a second section. You've got a worker placement part for when they do the the replacement of the parts and stuff uh, like that, where they do tire changes. Yeah. Hmm. Might work. Yeah. Might work. Yeah. Quick, patent it, copyright it. I don't. Do you know what? Do you know what? (laughs) You know what I've said. You know, I've said. You know, if anybody listens along, and if they rocked up and sent me an email in like a year's time and said, you know, here, look, here's that game idea that you talk about. You talked about on this episode, (laughs) and I've got it on Kickstarter. The only time I'd be really annoyed is if it was maybe somebody came back and said, hey, look, we funded this Kickstarter and we got 1.2 million quid. <laughs> like that. A quick note saying thanks for the idea, but you're getting absolutely no recognition. Again, absolutely no idea yeah. because uh, we, cha- we changed the name and we yeah. changed them from being we changed them from being uh, squirrels to, to, to bears instead. And it's like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> can't kind of get, can't, can't get away from that. Can't kind of get away from that. Um, as time goes on, and obviously ah. you'll build up kind of like the reputation, um, and you're well known. I mean, you're known. F- you're, 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 I mean, when folk were talking about, I remember, I think it was Sarah Kennington. I think mm. she did you bumped into her. I think it was potentially, I think it was Essen. You bumped we into did each other physically. Uh, yeah. I wasn't even looking where I was going, and we literally both smacked into each other. So. <laughs> smacked into each other. Yeah, yeah. But um, you've <laughs> and got then took this a selfie. <laughs> I know, I saw that, and that's. But you have got this horrific, horrific reputation of actually being a really, really genuinely nice person, which Nonsense. obviously I'm that's, that's, utterly, that's a massive utterly facade jealous put up about. by my PR agents. Well, that's good because you've got fantastic <laughs> PR agents, and you should utterly, you should utterly kind of reward them. Um, I mean, are you are you happy with? Um, no, you're obviously happy with where you are, but. Are you kind of at the point where it's kind of like I'm? This is a thing I do, and it doesn't really matter if it kind of if I end up getting kind of other names kind of contacting me and saying let's talk about solar variants. So you quite, you know, because you seem to be steadily kind of growing, 
you seem to be, you know, more and more people I know kind of reference you and talk yeah. about you and mention the kind of the reviews that you do because the reviews you have, you do, I mean, the best thing about the site is you've actually got a click on this play button and you can have some ambient oh, music yeah, the, the while ambient you listen music. to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, the I thing always... is, I mean, I play, I play all my games to either games that come with the soundtrack, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, oh God, I can't think of any. So, well, Tristan Hall's uh, 1066 has got some tunes and uh, Glimmerkuth Both has, it has its own OST. So, yeah, I play those. And though the, the games that don't have a soundtrack, I just, Make a playlist off YouTube. There's plenty of stuff knocking about there that suits yeah. the game. So I just yeah. thought, well, I'm trying to create the atmosphere of a game, and and why not, you know, build on that ambience by having you know, a dungeon sound for the the dungeon crawler the games and whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 That's cool. That's cool. No, as I say, but as your 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 reviews are very very um, comprehensive. They're very very well Does written. That mean they give an- <laughs> Um, because they, yeah, are, yeah, they are getting they are long. long. No, they are. But the thing, but then the thing it, is, I keep I keep finding new things to um, uh, um, I keep finding new things to add. You know, there was a time somebody on uh, Board Game Geek suggested about mentioning you know the, the the rule books. When I first started, I wasn't looking at you know how good the rule book is, how difficult yeah. it was to understand, how how thick it was. You know, so I've been adding things like that, and whether a games easy to win or not, you know, is, is it such a hard battle that it really isn't worth, you know, there's no yeah. fun in playing it and that kind of thing. So, you know, it, new things keep coming along. And so I have to go back through some of the old ones and think, well, I better try and get some consistency. Uh, yeah, hmm. I know, but the thing about your style is, it's kind of like I'm. This is the way I'm going to write it, and it doesn't seem to be. I mean, I'm guilty of this, <laughs> and everybody's guilty of this. You know, there's a lot of folk guilty of this, so they're just saying like, okay, let's talk about the gameplay, and yeah. then let's you know let's try and get an opinion. I try to move away from that and just you yeah. know, as I say, in some of the stuff I've written, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the game. It's just a general kind of feel, and a lot of it yeah. is just to say I want to just write some nonsense and hopefully <laughs> generate some noise because I know there's an awful lot of other guys out there. As I say, my my greatest work to date was the one I, went, I did um, uh, Seals of Cthulhu for oh, yeah. uh, Sean Epperson, and um, I complained about the seals or lack ah. of seals for like 700 words and never actually really mentioned the game at all ah. which is kind of like I thought was my kind of my kind of finest hour but I think the thing is and I guess this is me saying if you have not read any of Giles work take a second and just dip into some of the stuff that he does because you do actually learn ah. you, you'd learn about you don't just learn about the game, but you learn you you actually really really learn about your actual genuine kind of thoughts and what you thought about mm. it, and what you thought was good, and what you thought was really good, or what you thought was kind of kind of be improved. And more importantly, yeah. could actually could you what's the solo side of things like? Is it does it work as a solo game or does yeah. it not work as yeah. a solo game? So I'd, I would encourage everybody who hasn't gone to both sides of my table dot com to go and. Uh, <laughs> To go and pick out and, and, and check a couple of uh, games. Your your uh, Masters of Get Town review, um, which was mentioned by Giant Brain. All right. Because I read I read their preview, um, yeah. and then I read yours, and then I read read yours. I think a couple of times because it was quite just um, very very thorough. I did. Like I, it. I went back on that one because I originally wrote based on playing at um, UK Games Expo, and then 
John sent me the uh, a proper prototype to do a, a you know a real playthrough. So I, I kind of I thought, well, I'm not going to rewrite what I wrote. So I did a, a lot of edits into that, um, mm-hmm. adding to the experience. So yeah, it, it it started to become quite a lengthy piece. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, what's if okay? Um, what are you looking forward to kind of coming up soon? What would you like to kind of get your hand? Would you, what would you like to get your hands on? If I was Father Santa Wizard, um, and I said, "Ho ho ho! You've been a very good boy, Giles," yeah. <laughs> and I reached, I reached into my velveteen sack of joy, and I pulled out a couple is, of games. Is this what rating is this show just out of interest? Because you're reaching into your sack of joy, and I'm, I'm kind of worried there. <laughs> It's okay. It's universal. But oh, uh, what I mean is, there anything that you would like to, to see? I, under yeah, your tree? I, I quite like um, V Commandos. Oh. Um, I don't know why. I, I have one or two solo war games, and I, I, I suppose there's not a lot of difference between that and, and some of the fantasy ones. It's just mm-hmm. set in a World War Two. But um, I saw Ricky Ricky Royal did a, a preview ages back before they. Um, they launched the game, and mm-hmm. I got to have a, a closer look in at Essen. And I mean, it's way out of my price. The it's about eighty quid, isn't it, or something? So it's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That 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 won't be appearing on my table, but that that's one I I, uh, I did quite like. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, there's a couple on Kickstarter now that um, the, the names escape me completely. <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> um, oh, I tell you what, I would like as well as Robin Hood, uh, Martin Poole down in Telford, he designed Robin Hood. Yes. Um, and I, I'd quite like to have a go at that one, actually. So yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Rice and Nobility. I think uh, yeah. it's, it yeah. it just sort of fits very much into that yeah. genre. I've heard, uh, I've, heard some good, I've heard some good things about it, and it was recently it was kind of <coughs> recently fulfilled, which is, yeah. kind of, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, listen, thank you very, very much for coming on, Giles. Oh, thank um, you very much for having me. Um, it's been... It's been interesting. Been decidedly average, yes. <laughs> it has definitely been one of those five out of five shows. I'm afraid. Um, if people want to find you on the internet webs, where can we find you on the internet webs? Um, both sides of my table dot com is the mm-hmm. the uh, the website, and um, I've got to look on my thing because I can't remember what. Um, BS small o m t underscore 2018 is the uh, Twitter. Yes. And something vaguely both sides of my table on Instagram as well. And okay. there is a, there's a Facebook page and a Facebook group. If you put both mm-hmm. sides of my table in, they should turn up as well. Oh, cool. So there's, there's various things. It, it all repeats exactly the same photographs. Um, mm-hmm. Just that some people don't have all of the different yeah, uh, social not everybody's media. On, yeah, not everybody's yeah. on social media all across the world. Yeah. Um, what Twitter's we'll my most active area. You are. Because that's, that's easy to do. That's easy to just <laughs> shout nonsense to... at people and abuse <laughs> exactly. folk and then disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, I'm, I'm I'm perfectly joining that kind of angry man shouts at various <laughs> cloud formations kind of group. I'm pretty sure there's a Facebook group to help the people that, that do that. I know it because I run the group. Um, 
if you want mm. to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to internet webs, go to the Googlies, and you'll find us on Twitter at We're Not Wizards, Facebook at We're Not Wizards, Instagram at We're Not Wizards. You'll find us on our website, which is We're Not Wizards.com, our blog, which is We're Not Wizards.blogspot.com. You will find the, um, You'll find us on the various podcast catchers, which is your Stitchers, your Speakers, your Acast, your Podknives, Podbean, because they host us and they're fabulous and they put <coughs> us on YouTube every time we release an episode, which is lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you've also got um, a link somewhere on my website as well. I know. You're yeah. so, I saw that. I saw that the other day and I was like, <laughs> no, that's so nice. Um, and if you like us, then please consider going to Apple Podcasts and drop us a subscription. If you like us even more, then give us a rating or a review. And as we say, don't give us 10 stars because it just makes us big-headed. And don't <laughs> give us one star because it makes us cry. And I'm an ugly crier. Um, give us something in the middle, like a five, because it's average. <laughs> And we are decidedly average. Me and Giles are formerly. Uh, decidedly average. Five is a good thing. Yeah. We're going to be the average, the average white reviewers guys show. <laughs> like the average white. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, but the person who's not been average tonight is rather wonderful, rather fantastic. Mr. Giles Pound. Thank, no, you, thank very, you very, much. very much for coming on, sir. This has been <laughs> thank a you. lot of fun. Um, there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Giles? Well, I'm sporting a long beard, but I can definitely vouch for not being a wizard. <laughs> uh, good. Um, otherwise, I might just delete this whole thing. And <clears throat> the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Giles. Say goodbye, Giles. Uh, goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, uh, stay safe, roll6s.com. Um, sometimes when the telly's a bit boring, um, it's okay just to take out a board game off your shelf and stick it on the table and play it by yourself. But sometimes you need a little bit of guidance. Um, and you don't want to be running about the table like a daft. You want to stroll gently back and forward so you can effectively be both sides of my table. Um, <laughs> but until the next time, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>